You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. episode we'll be talking about the temptations cloud nine in the room i have rob yes sir adam Mm -hmm. and ben hello cloud nine is the ninth studio album by american musical group the temptations for the gordy slash motown label released on february 17th 1969 the producer was norman whitfield and the genre is soul psychedelic soul the Temptations became the defining vocal group of the 1960s with their matching outfits, silky smooth harmonies, and coordinated dances. They broke it big in 1964 after entering the studio with writer-producer Smokey Robinson and emerging with the pop smash, The Way You Do the Things You Do, the first in a series of 37 career top 10 hits. Wow. Holy in, smokes. In 1968, after lead singer David Ruffin became increasingly possessive of the band and failed to appear at a 1968 live performance, the other four temps replaced him with ex-contour Dennis Edwards, whose less polished voice adapted perfectly to the producer Norman Whitfield's new vision for The Temptations, adapting to the changing soul music landscape. The Temptations thus began their new psychedelic-infused soul period in the 1969 Cloud Nine, an album that would become one of the defining early funk examples, with songs that no- not only took Motown in a new direction, but helped to shape the genre as well. The three songs that kicked off the album would give 70 eras funk musicians a broad palette from which to draw inspiration, but after, the, but after that, the temps returned to the classic pop melodies, which ultimately gave Cloud Nine an uneven feeling. The success of the album showed there was a burgeoning new movement for yesteryear's soul singers, giving The Temptations their first Grammy Award. All right, what do we think of Cloud Nine? It is just nice to see Motown represented finally. Yeah, yeah. I agree. It's alarming how lacking. Yeah. Like we're past the golden age of that sound, and we're just now finally getting around to them. Yeah, we've yeah. done like, and it's not really Motown, but like soul in general has been very uh, underrepresented. Like Mahalia Jackson and Aretha had like one record in for the '60s. Yeah, I think we had two Arethas. Two Arethas, okay. Yeah, but, and one Nina Simone. And a Nina Simone, but like that's soul apparently. <laughs> that's it. That's <laughs> yeah, like, there wasn't a lot of Detroit, you yeah. know, Motown and. And things like that. So yeah, I'm happy to see that. Yeah, they, and it's a great record. It yeah, how how do you guys feel? I mean, I did that intro because it is very uneven. It, that, the album is completely. It's three songs in one direction, mm-hmm. including a, a standard that they adapted to a new sound, which right. isn't a very good cover of <laughs> Grapevine, man. Oh, I'm sorry. I like it. Oh, I like it a lot. This is, this is fucking garbage. No. Uh, Cloud, it... Cloud Nine, great song. Yeah. But the following two songs suck. Oh. <laughs> they aren't good. Huh. They aren't Disagree. good at all. At all. I, I don't, 
I wait the the song I heard it through the grapevine is not good or you don't like the rendition? Of oh it? no, the rendition's bad. Okay, it's not, it's not a good rendition. And then, I like um, the rendition though. I, I I think it's just kind of like a fun play on it. It's it's no, just it's, it's it, making it, it less it, dramatic. What what what's our what, what's our thing? Does it elevate the source material? I don't think so. <sighs> I don't think cha- it elevates it at all. It's changing it though. No? What's your favorite version of the song? Rob, I don't know. The Marvin ones Gay. were the uh, Marvin Marvin Gay the, Marvin, the yeah. raisins are dancing around, oh, and then yeah. the, the, the temptation. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. yeah, the Texas raisins, <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> are you familiar with the CCR version of it? What do you feel about that one? No, not a big fan either. I right. hoid it through the grape one. <laughs> it's got like this like almost Australian thing going on. <laughs> well, it's hard to affect a, a Cajun accent if you're not from the region. Yeah. He's also from, true. Like, Seattle. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, nah, and and what? How long is fucking Runaway Child running wild? It it's is nine, probably nine the fifth longest song we listened to this week for oh, our homework, guys. That, <laughs> that's too much. It's too much. I did like that the tambourine guy or whoever was holding the tambourine got to play it for about five fucking minutes because that's a workout. Yeah. That, that, that hurts. That tambourine. <laughs> I've heard about that tambourine. Yeah, like st- staying in the shadows of Motown. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yep, it's appeared in like more number one hits. Oh, you know, like yeah. that specific tambourine. <laughs> they just passed the same. Nobody ever thinks around. about. The it's like tambourine. there's a house tambourine at Motown. They, they never broke it, I guess. Oh wow! So it's just on like every Motown hit got that tambourine. That's like, incredible. Do you know that there is a huge variety of quality levels of tambourines? Oh, I do. Because I didn't know that until we were recording uh, in Bloomington with Jake Belser, and he knew some guy who had, like, a tambo collection. Ooh. And uh, he, we would be tracking a record, and he's like, I'm going to talk to so-and-so and borrow his $300 tambourine. And I was like, $300 tambourine! <laughs> I bet it sounded like a $300 that. tambourine, though. It sounded though. really good. Yeah. <laughs> Who did we listen to recently that wanted to make a tambourine at the Silver Dollars? That was oh Quicksilver Messenger <laughs> Service. Oh, the worst boy. sounding, yet most expensive tambourine. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, I, 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 I had completely forgot that it would have been uh, Funk Brothers doing this, which gives... I. I Props where props are deserved. Mm-hmm. This backing band is awesome. Super tight. But, I mean, it's it, it, it's not... I, I like the back half of the record a lot better than I, I like the front half. I feel and, a little weird about it being... Uh, maybe the same way I kind of felt at Bookends, where it was kind of like, ah, it's, good stuff. It just feels so weird. It's so blatantly uneven. Yeah, it's like side one, side two. I think what's odd is that it's like this is their ninth full length, and I don't. I never. I've listened to Temptations my my whole life, like just being a Detroiter and having seen them perform live when I was a kid and everything. I love them, but I always would listen to collections rather than albums, just because it's before my time. And mm-hmm. like, but uh, it's hard for me to imagine that there was not a. Like more straightforward, just banging Motown Temptations album. I'm positive there is. Yeah, that's right. what I'm trying to say. I'm like, absolutely sure. Like, so it's interesting that they chose this one, and I get the angle of the the gruffer like singer who's got like you know the more aggressive take on soul uh, being added to the group. But like you kind of need the first one represented, so that, and then you can say, and then they did this. Right. Right. No, yeah. I, I agree with you too. Like I'm I'm surprised that there's not a representation of 
their classic sound that like is my girl or right, something. You know? right. And, like, and I also get that, you know, like, well, so they're arguing the angle is that this one's in the record because it's one of the first examples of like psychedelic soul. Even the Temptations admit like they got the idea to do it from Sly and the Family Stones, mm-hmm. big success with Dance to the Music. So they didn't invent one it. of the old, uh, earliest ones, but it's like, it's not like, yeah, they didn't invent the style. Not at all. You know? When you don't care. Cause you already made up your mind You won't run away You're on your way records uneven and then like oh look it's that that sound that they did like beforehand on the second side where they could like hey just one big package yeah yeah the temptation yeah i did go back because i i was feeling the exact same way and i i looked up and with a lot of soul was what most people considered like their classic of of the r&b period what's all that got on it um uh i know i'm losing you ain't no sun since you've been gone Mm -hmm. all i need uh, you're my everything. It just has a, a lot of good good standards. What's it called again? Temptations with, with a, a lot with of a soul. lot of soul. Aptly titled. Yeah. You know yeah. that being said, I I, I enjoy this record. I, I like the Temptations. You know, and I I like the psychedelic stuff also. I think I'd like this record more if it was either a classic Temptations record or if it was a full on bingo psychedelic record. Yep. Agreed. Yep. Agreed with that. Yeah, I like Cloud Nine. And then I think I'm kind of with Rob. I, the the other two are kind of like whatever. And then I did like got to find a way to get back. That song was awesome, mm-hmm. uh, which I was not familiar with before uh, listening to it. And Wait, then what's uh, it called? I got to find a way to get you back. It's the second to last song. Oh, uh, yeah, I can't read my handwriting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The uh, why did she have to leave? That one. Too. I start it. Uh, need your love and start it. Don't let me let. Don't let him take your love from me. Yeah, and then, yeah, the I gotta find a way to get you back. All yeah. of those things, the boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Like, just great, like, temptation songs. Well, they need that girl's loving, and they gotta get her back. Uh, I, <laughs> is, is what they're trying to communicate. <laughs> I guess so, man. Well, they gotta get that loving back. They gotta find a way. Yeah. Everyone's seen uh, Standing in the Shadows of Motown, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay, is this the only thing that we're gonna be doing with the Funk Brothers in it? Should we talk more about no, them? No, they're, they're... They've... I mean... There's no At this way. point, it's we're almost to the seventies, because <sighs> they're so good. Yeah, and everyone should watch that documentary. It's it's are amazing. The, are the Funk Brothers? Are they the band on Marvin Gaye's solo records from the seventies, or is it like past their era? The signature sound, though, for them was having two drum sets. Heck there, yeah! There's always yeah always two guys uh, doing the thing, and yeah, that bassist is just disgusting. And James uh, Jameson, I believe. Yep, John um, has th- they texted something that he thinks is uh, important about this. Okay. Oh, John Fax. John Fax. Uh, he says, 
David Ruffin was replaced by Dennis Edwards because Ruffin did a bunch of cocaine and insisted to go to shows in a separate mink-lined limousine. (laughs) Going on, after being replaced, he would occasionally show up at performances of the band and jump on stage and steal the mic when they did a song he used to sing lead on, like My Girl. They actually had to hire extra security because of it. (laughs) That's a good one. Good John fact. Thank you, John. Uh... The getting back to the Funk Brothers, they uh, they stopped in 1972, so that's three more years that right. we would we would um. All right. Well, well hopefully them. we will get to more of their stuff. If not, in 1975, we can yes <laughs> have a thing called the Funk Brothers and talk all about them. Yeah, because they they are they are very 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 important and mm-hmm. notable, super good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They claim that the Funk Brothers have played on more number one hits than Beatles, Elvis, Rolling Stones, and the Beach Boys combined. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And correct me if I'm wrong, like, the drummer is basically, like, sampled for, like, every rap song from the 80s, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's like... it's like all, it's just, the, all breakbeat stuff. Is and the, just and like, the bass player, I, yeah. I suppose. But, like, it's basically, like, everything, every, every song from the hip-hop world that we grew up with, like, we're hearing those guys being sampled. Yeah, I, I heard some like staggering number one time about how many albums they're on. It's like somebody tried to figure it out because of all the samples. Oh, because of the samples. Because mm-hmm. of the samples, not just that they performed on, but that their recording was reused on. And yeah. it, you know, it was like, I think it was over a thousand. You know, <laughs> it was some insane thing. This guy sampled a lot. Also sampled all the time in hip hop is uh, James Brown's guy. Sure, yeah. sure, that's true. Yeah. Well, I'm definitely not going to give it a negative or a neutral because we finally have the temptation. I know that's why I'm, I'm like I'm like split on. I'm this not going to give them anything lower than a, an A plus, good job, 100 points. <laughs> but you know, I've just been waiting so long for I them to arrive. I didn't dislike anything about this album, honestly. Um, I I just think it's got a a bit of a exploratory vibe for them, and it's it's not like reinventing the wheel but it's it's if you think about how mainstream the temptations are i mean this is a group that like by the time i saw them in like 1992 i think there was one original member left and so it's like a rotating cast of characters uh i believe i looked it up and they have 43 full-length studio albums wow and like they're constantly producing they still i think make records like but under the name like occasionally i don't know when the last one was but like they I remember when one came out, like, within the decade. And uh, I think the thing is, is that it's, they're very mainstream and have been for a long time. And I think it's a cool record to, like, explore a little darker, weirder side of of the soul world uh, for for the flagship group. I think my only problem is just that they're just dipping their toe in a little bit. And it just, 
And mainly because the producer was like, oh, Sly and the Family Stone. He originally hated, you know, said they weren't going to do that, but he kind of changed his mind after he realized, oh, this is the the next thing. This is the big thing. The Temptations' next few albums that are still considered are like psychedelic soul phase, are they more like fully immersed? Uh, Psychedelic Shack is still coming up. You is it coming up? Suck it, don't check. Yeah. That's where it's at. It's in the book? <laughs> it's, uh, well, no, I'm saying the album is like okay. two years after this one, I think. Two or three yeah. years. I know and the singles. Like, I didn't know if like it weird. was the same thing where like the side two is still... They never get as crazy uh, as Sly. I mean, like some of those Sly songs yeah. are Few people do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, my, my other complaint was Eddie Kendrick's falsetto. Don't really like it. Eh, like in general or on this just album? In general. Eh, this album in particular, but really? but I'm just not a big fan of oh, that, hit, that falsetto. The bass gotta be there. I know he does. I know oh. the bass and the falsetto have to be there, but for some reason his like stuck out. I love it. It usually doesn't you know, falsetto usually doesn't stick out. I don't know. He's got a very powerful one. It's like aggressive falsetto. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's, that's what it. you don't like. I think I think it's cool because I can't sing falsetto aggressively, so I'm like, how does he do that? You know? <laughs> do you guys? I, I've actually heard you sing falsetto aggressively. <laughs> or, <that> right. <laughs> <laughs> or at least Travis Falcon Tamer, I've heard him sing incredibly uh, aggressively. Oh, that is a good falsetto. point. Yeah. <laughs> I try. Do you guys remember the Temptations cameo in Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story? <laughs> no. Where his friend's like, Dewey, yeah. you've got to resist the Temptations. And yeah. then Dewey walks out of the backstage room, the Temptations are in the hall warming up. And they're like singing like My Girl, and Dewey just goes, Oh no, the Temptations! <laughs> <laughs> like, cl- plugs his ears and runs the other way. <laughs> so good. So good. That movie is a masterpiece. <laughs> Cloud Nine was the first Motown song to use a wah wah pedal. Yep. Hmm. Apparently. Oh. Guitarist named Dennis Coffer brought it to the Motown workshop and played it for uh, Whitfield, and he was like, loved it. It was like, oh, yeah, the Jimi Hendrix sound. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Sly was doing that? Okay, yeah. let's get it on there. <laughs> Sly was singing through it. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, we'll get there. Quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Whitfield also was quoted as saying, I don't want to get in all that crazy shit. <laughs> that ain't nothing but a, a little passing fancy. And a few weeks later, he uh, was convinced to... Uh, you know. I may have been of a, a similar mood in early 1969 after like a few years of just being pummeled over the head by psychedelia. Had I not, heard, had it just been pitched to me as opposed to me like hearing it. Right. Like, oh no, we're going to go psychedelic too. I'm like, oh no, please don't. Please yeah. just play soul music. <laughs> yeah. Like, you, know? <laughs> uh, you guys are keeping this ship afloat. Right. Like, yeah, the yeah. music <laughs> ship. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. All right, Ben, what do you think? Positive, right? Uh, yeah, I'm positive. I I, yeah. I I dislike nothing about this. I think it could have been stronger. I think they might have stronger records. I don't. I think it's unbalanced. Yeah. Uh, there are there are no songs on this record that I dislike. So you know. Wow. Positive. Huh. Yeah. All right. Nice. I give it a positive too. Uh, I I got nothing against it. I don't think it's um, it's not like a like a flawless record like when you hear one of those albums that just knocks your socks off with just like just changing music or something but it's a good sounding record with great performances uh and i think it's it's a little stretch for them you know, like they're they're trying some different stuff I, I but i also just love the temptations so yeah same yeah 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 i 
neutral, a, a, a solid neutral on this. There are better Temptations songs, and there are better records with Temptations songs on them. The front half does more... The front half just makes me mad. <laughs> Except for the first song on it. Like, yeah. it's, the first song's fucking great, and then it's... No, why, why are you doing this to me? And then the back half, I was like, ah, oh, the Temptations! And then... It yeah. was done. Oh, the temptations! <laughs> oh no, the temptations! But yeah, I, I wish they would have. I wish they would have been in the book beforehand, and then we could have compared it to this. But yeah, this is what we get. So yeah, they had to had to make room, man. There's just too much awesome, yeah, awesome yeah, stuff. Yeah, I. <laughs> I think I'm just gonna go positive. I, I, I don't know the the two songs, the two or three songs that I dislike or or not enough to to you know kick it down for me mm-hmm. i think it i mean they're a solid group and it's a great it, it's leading into something really good and yeah these songs on the back half are just a joy mm-hmm. and so. there's so many of them there's like seven songs on side two yeah because they keep it like around two no minutes 15 10 yeah minute songs. yeah <laughs> they're good next time we'll be talking about sly and the family stone stand all right thanks y'all Time, my girl and me shared our love so tenderly. Then came the day she said the words goodbye. If she only knew how she changed my life, she was my life, the world to me. But when she left, she took the best of me.